Welcome to the Opto Podcast, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Octodome Podcast, everybody. Uh, hope you guys are gonna have a, having another wonderful day today, uh, conquering the world and fucking getting shit done, man. So we do. Um, start off by saying I've noticed on my recordings now. I apologize. The audio has been a little bit shaky. It's been quiet. I I, I noticed that. I've been trying to fiddle with it, um, messing with it a little bit now. Um, we're gonna get that situation fixed and and, and taken care of and. Get that work out the. We're still working out the kinks for y'all, man. Um, I want to give you a, a heads up too. We started the YouTube channel. If you want to go to the YouTube Off the Dome podcast on on YouTube, go show go show your love there. So make sure you subscribe, hit the notification, uh, so you get alerts when we start posting. Because we are gonna start within the next. I want to say, uh, week. By next week, I want to start. Uh, recording. We're gonna be putting the video on YouTube for those of you that want to would rather watch, or you would you want to watch and listen for that experience. We're gonna have that going up on the YouTube. So just uh, go check that out, man. Off the Dome Podcast on YouTube. Go subscribe, hit the bell notification, so you you get alerts when we do start um, going live on there and, and posting the video portion of the show on there. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much uh, covered that that stuff. I just wanted to give you guys an update. We're gonna get uh, we're, we're we're upgrading a little bit here. We're gonna get a better mic. I think the mic we have is kind of not is is going out on us a little bit. Um, so we are gonna go ahead and and I just wanted to give you guys an update on that that information. So with that being said, with all that mumbo jumbo out of the way, let's let's dive into it, man. We got game one tonight of the finals: Celtics and Warriors. Finally, it's here. Um, last time I, I, I kind of just did a little touch, you know, we did the tail of the tape, you know, starting five, we compared the two, who, who I liked and who, who was a little bit better. I had, uh, it, I had Curry over Smart, Brown over Clay, Tatum over Wiggins, Green over Horford, and Robert Williams over Kevon Looney. So that, that was three to two for the starting five to the Celtics. Um, Right now, the the matchup predictor on ESPN's they're giving them uh it's fifty nine percent in favor, basically sixty percent Celtics, Golden State's forty for game one. So that's interesting. Uh, the Celtics are favored as in the predictions right there. The the spread uh, three and a half, so stuff like that. We got that going on. Um, as we look at it now. I so let let's see what this series is gonna be fun, man. I, I talked about it a little bit with the defensive side of Boston, Golden State, the offensive side. To me, if Boston is battle tested. Come this playoffs, um, they they're more battle tested than Golden State. Where Golden State edges them out as an experience, right? They've been here, done that. But but as of right now, in this particular playoffs. The, the edge has to go to Boston just because of the teams that you go you go back and look at the schedules that they played right the teams that they've gone through who they've had to who they've had to play and who they've had to beat um, you take a look at Golden State right their first round matchup is was with Denver they're missing guys Michael Porter Jr. right Jamal Murray none of those two guys didn't play they had they had those guys missing. 
and and it was just Joker. So they played a depleted Denver team, and them took care of them pretty easily. Then you go to Memphis, you know the new kids on the block trying to come up and and and, and start something, and that series was going good, but then they 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 lost Ja. They lost Ja, and you know the one game without Ja, they lost. The Warriors got smashed, 134 to 95, and then they came back and closed out the series. So it, not a complete series there. They still might have handled it with Ja. They might have took them boys out easily, still, but not as easily, right? Then you then you're playing Dallas, and that, Dallas was their first true matchup, but Dallas didn't didn't really push them like uh, Boston had to be pushed. So. We'll see how that how that plays a factor. Whereas you take a look at so now, let's go to Boston. Along this point, Boston now they sweep they sweep Brooklyn. Yeah, that was a circus show from the get go. We I don't know if anybody had Brooklyn doing big things in this realistically doing big things in these playoffs. I know I didn't just because the inconsistency of the guys they had, the whole you know. Everything they had going on. The Ben Simmons, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, you know, it was just all just it's too much. That's that's not you're not gonna win with that circus, right? I I didn't have them getting a chance. Did I think they were gonna get swept? Honestly, I didn't see a sweep coming. I thought it would have been a little bit uh, harder of a game for them there. Um But then you go on to Milwaukee. They play a seven game series against the defending champs and they, they get out of it alive. They win that series, right? So they, they take it to the champs. And they they win that series, a tough knockout dragout series. My favorite series so far in this playoffs, and that's coming from a Heat fan. Even last series, I thought it was better than last series, just because the games they had. It was a little bit, you know, not every game was close, but it was a fun, fun series. Then you go, all right, what Eastern Conference Finals now? You gotta get get through Miami, the number one seed, the top dog, right? The top dog this year, the number one seed. You just went and, and had a. The, take out the defending champs. Now you're going against the number one seed of this year. And it's a seven-game series, and boy, they were a three-pointer away from losing. If Jimmy, big-time buckets, would have hit that three, we'd be talking about that man as a legend, right? But they did what they needed to do. They handled their business. They 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 went on a, on a game seven in Miami and came out victorious to get here. So just saying... Not that this is everything, but this might be something. This might this might hint towards something. Look at what Boston's had to do to get to where they need to be here. I think for a young team that's been scratching and clawing trying to get to this point, I think this is a big step for them having to go through the the uh, the whole whole deal that they had to go through, right? The gauntlet, if you will. That's the word I was looking for. Excuse me, gauntlet. The gauntlet that they had to go through to get here is a hell of a lot more. Uh, Harder than what Golden State did, in my opinion, right? So, with that being said, does that play? Do you factor that in? I think that tells you something. That has to tell you a little something, right? So, uh, Golden State, where they have the advantages, they've been here, done that. So, maybe they don't need that. Maybe it's not that big. Maybe maybe you say, oh, well, they don't need that. To me, I think it's big for Boston. These young guys needed that. They truthfully needed that, and that's what makes this such a great series. Is is I think it's it's a little more even keel than than we like to to see. You can't you can't throw that term of oh it's their first time they're young they're inexperienced. No, 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 don't get it twisted. Now they done they done fought hard to get to this spot where they need to where they will have some issues is the youngness 
as I seen a little bit last series with the Miami Heat. They cannot get into it with the refs this time around in this series. They cannot let their emotions get the best of them. I thought last series what made it made some of these games a little bit closer with Miami was them going and feeding in. They were fighting the referees and letting that that get affect, affect them too much. They need to limit that, learn from last series, and don't don't fall for that trap of of, of trying to argue and win every call with the referees. They need to let that go because you're not going to win every call. You're not going to win any of these calls with these refs. They're going to do what they do, right? You know, let the let the Warriors implode. Let let Draymond implode. Let that happen. Um, so th- that's the way I see it. Uh, I think that balances things out a little bit as far as the inexperience on Boston. It's them going through the gauntlet, the, f- the pressure cooker that they had um, in-, in Milwaukee and in Miami. So in those two series. Overall, um, uh, I'm gonna give my predictions now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see who I, who I'm taking for this series. I, I'm a big, big, big believer in these Boston Celtics, man, and what they're doing. They've they've turned they've turned me over on, in a believer. I'm not saying I'm a Celtics fan now, but I'm buying the hype of these guys. I've I've seen it firsthand. I've seen I've seen what they did to Milwaukee, and I've seen what they did to my Miami Heat. They took it to them. They they stood every punch, every blow, every haymaker shot that Miami and Milwaukee could throw at them, and damn, they they did it. So what what is what is there to to say now that they can't handle Golden State? What makes Golden State so dominant that they can't handle the haymakers from these guys? I don't see I don't see a sign of weakness now. They they've 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 proven it. They've proven themselves. I love me some Golden State. I think they're good. Obviously, they got in here. They've been here, done that. Like I said, they've 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 gone through this. They know what to expect. They're the they're the pros. They've been here, so it's it's inexperience with the experience. I think Boston is a total complete team, though. They got they got the shooters. They got the defense. They got the experience with Al Horford. They got some older veteran guys. Marcus Smart's been around. He's been here, done this now. Um, I. It's just it's it's a hell of a matchup, but I think Boston is so complete. Robert Williams on the defensive side, he's got to stay out of foul trouble, right? Because if he's on the floor, he changes the game. He's not gonna let Curry drive in, and you know he's gonna keep Curry from getting in and doing his little laps, and and he can he can he can shot block now. Horford's playing some hell of defense too now. This wily old vet, hey, he's got some he's got some gas left in the tank now. Gas may be expensive, but he's found some. He's running on the reserves. But he's he's fucking firing on all cylinders. So I like what I like what Boston's doing, man. It's hard for me to pick against Golden State, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go out and say Boston in in six. I got Boston in six. Um, I think I think I I think they can do this. Now can't predict injuries and all that stuff, but I got Boston in six. I think it's gonna be a hell of a series. It's gonna be a fun series. I hope it goes seven. Just selfishly, you want every series to go seven. But truthfully, I think they can get this shit done in six. I like them that much. I think it's going to be a fun series. It's it's going to be good. I can't wait for it tonight. It's going to be a great matchup. And and there's so many matchups within the matchups. You got the Looney versus Robert Williams. What what's going to happen there? You know, Looney was big. You know, for Golden State with the teams they played. The size against Dallas, he was huge for them. Same with on the other side with Boston. Now you got you got Robert Williams and Al Horford's size 
against a smaller Miami. You know, P.J. Tucker was, was battling with them guys, but, you know, they, the size was killer for them. So now you got two teams here. They got some size at the center position. So no one's going to back down. No one's going to fray. So this is going to be interesting. And and this, this is going to be fun. So here we go. Um, can't wait for tonight. I got Boston and six. Mark it down. Um, Boston and six. Game one tonight, and that's that's gonna be fun, guys. It's gonna be fun. Um, transition now, top five series. So we're gonna do top five linebackers. Line, we're on linebackers now. Um, some some. It's hard to judge linebackers, right? So if you're for all you NFL people out here, it's 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 hard to judge the linebackers. Simply because you can't just go and look at the stats and be like, oh, he had the most tackles. He's the best linebacker. Now, that don't mean that. I don't mean that. Usually, it's the teams that are playing poorly that have the most tackles because they're on the field the most. Their offense ain't scoring, and they're out there the most. So, you gotta, you really got to dig deep and look at the stats a little harder. Um, this one, I didn't know where I was going to go with this one. And, and to me, I, I think it's tough. There's a lot of guys, too, that I like. I like what they're doing, but I couldn't get them on the list. So, honorable mentions. We'll get right into it. Honorable mentions. Um, let's see. I had so honorable mentions. Just some guys I like, and then I'll get into my six. My my top honorable mention. Uh, Levante David, old Wiley guy. Uh, he's been doing this same for a while. Now keep in mind again, this is who I would take if I had one season to anchor. This is basically who's who's going to anchor a metal linebacking group. Um, Levante David. You know what he, he's. What he's doing uh, with Devin White is pretty good. Uh, so I got I got him out there. Um, he's just a little bit older now, but he's he's a veteran. He's 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 a guy that can get it done. I like him. Isaiah Simmons. I have him on this list um, as one of these these guys. He uh, what he's doing. Is, is is a little slow process getting him going now, but he's starting to find his groove. Last year he took a big step up. I, I like what he's his game is, and it's hard to say what is he. You know, he's not just a linebacker. He could be a safety. He could play. He's a do it all guy. He's a Swiss Army knife on defense now. So I, I like what he's doing. C.J. Mosley's another guy. He's been around to doing it a lot. Uh, he's had some injury problems, coming off some injuries. Um, but I, I thought I thought he's good. I just couldn't get him in the top, squeeze him into the top five. He's a great player. Miles Jack, love Miles. I loved Miles Jack coming out. Um, what he was doing, he he was one of them guys. He was just a super super uber talented athlete type guy. Um, also another guy I have is is Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. He's only 22. This dude's super young, super talented for the Ravens. Whatever reason, the Ravens know how to get linebackers. You know, they just transition well. He's come, you know, and he's got he's got shoes to fill. Ray next Ray Lewis. Watch out now. This guy can do it all. He's fast. He's an athlete. And the linebacking linebackers are changing. Times are changing with linebackers. You can't be slow. You got to be able to cover. You got to be able to run around the field to keep up with this speed. These linebackers are fast now, man. They're no longer like these slow, slow brutes, slow tanks. These guys are fast, so um, you gotta love what what they're doing. But with Patrick Queen, there's this excellent pick with him. He's he's what he how he's transforming. He's doing really good. Um, and a guy that I I, I totally forgot about, right? I totally forgot about this guy. 
Um, and now, now I'm thinking about where I want to put him. I'm kind of changing on the fly. I'm doing an on-the-fly change. I'm going to have him. Actually, I'm going to bump out. Uh, yep, I'm going to bump out my five. I'm going to bump out my five. So my initial five I had was Roquan Smith. He's going to be my honorable mention. He's going to be my six. And it's tough. Roquan Smith, I love Roquan Smith. I, I loved him coming out. Um, another one of these guys, super talented. The, the, he's got it all. Um, just take a look. Y'all, he's He had three sacks. He had a pick in his career. He's had five picks, but he had a pick and a touchdown last year. Um, nine, he was 95 solo tackles. He's just a, a fast, but also a, a big hater. You know, 6'1", 232. He's a, he's a big hater. He can do it all. I thought this was a great pick by Chicago to tank around the defense. Another one of them teams that just knows how to find linebackers, man. Brian, you talking about Brian Erlacher? Um, why was I going to say Terrell Suggs? Now my mind's blanking. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be so mad at myself. Brian Erlacher. And what was his running mate for the longest time? Brian Erlacher. Oh, my gosh. I'm blanking. Y'all are going to roast me. What is his name? Oh, we're about to find out. Hold up, hold up. We cannot, we cannot do this. Uh, so, yeah. But but Roquan Smith, man, he, he's a stud. He's just going to be another one of these guys um, that can that can do it all. Um, he's just so fast, so talented. Covers everything. Um, hold on. You know, I got I to gotta, I gotta pull this up. No, 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 you got this pulled up. What was his name? What is his name? Lance Briggs. That's his name. Lance Briggs. How could I forget? Oh, Lance Briggs. So you know, Chicago knows how to, how to get these linebackers, right? They they know what they're doing with linebackers. You know, Brian, big Brian Erlacher, Dick Buckus. You go way back. Uh, Mike Singletary. They just it's like they're like a line. It's like Chicago's a linebacker uh, factory, bro. Um, but Roquan Smith, another one of these guys, and, and so I'm actually gonna bump him to my honorable mention. And I think you guys can understand why when I tell you the name I'm going to give you to replace him. Um, I I would take, I think he's just a step above Roquan Smith. I mean, these guys are, you're nickel and diamond at this point when you when, when you go back and forth these guys. So I, I have Roquan Smith. I'm going to leave him at six, bump him down. And at five, we're going to go Devin White. That's who I'm bumping him out for. Five, I got Devin White. Devin White's another one of these young guys. Um... What he's doing in Tampa, his running mate Levante David, you know, he get he got to learn from Levante David. You look at last year, he had 128 total tackles, he had 87 solo tackles, which is tied for 10th. Which I, you know, numbers for linebackers don't tell you the story. You got to watch tape on these guys, just how they fly around and and it's smarts too. These guys are the quarterbacks of the defense, so you got to be smart. So these guys are intelligent guys. Um, Three and a half sacks, so he can he can get in there and he he's got the speed now. He's a speedy guy, so he can go in and make big plays. Um, and he's a coverage guy, three pass deflections. Uh, so he's just one of those guys. He, he flies around the field, and and just does it all. So I I would have him at at five, at four might be surprising for some people, but this guy I got to see him in in Atlanta and and what he did and. I'm so mad they let this guy go, but I, they had to. They couldn't pay. They, there's Atlanta's in such a cap trouble. They can't pay all these guys. But this guy, 
he he's doing some things. Watch out, he's not a household name, and he, he just signed with Jacksonville, so you might not ever hear about him. But I want y'all to to keep an open mind and 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 listen to this. Foyasade Aluakon, this dude balled out six two two fifteen. He's twenty six. He's young. Um, you're probably thinking you're gonna have him over Devin White, bro. What the hell? Over Roquan, over all these names? Yeah, this guy's a stud, dude. Um. 192 total tackles. He had 102 tackles, solo tackles, which was tied for third. He had two sacks, a forced fumble, and three picks. Dude just balls out six pass deflections. I mean, he can cover. He's getting better, too. When he first came in, he's really good at forcing fumbles. He had a game where uh, we played um, Dallas, and he, he forced, I believe, two or three fumbles on Zeke. Uh, he's just a beast, dude. He flies around. And he, he was running mate with Deion Jones, who's another one of them guys that has just been consistent, been great. I would have him as an honorable mention as well. Shout out to Deion Jones. Um, Foyce Luacon is just a guy that a lot of people haven't heard of. He was a six-round pick out of Yale that we found. And he's just a beast, man. And he's proven himself. He's a hungry dude. He goes out and he balls out. He's just one of the ballers, man. He is a baller. He's a game changer on defense. Smart guy. He went to Yale. So he's a smart guy, right? You ain't getting to yell unless you're smart. Ain't no dummies. Ain't no dummies at Yale, bro. Um, I, I just I just love this this guy. He's just talented. I hate to see him go. Um, I think he's gonna do great things with the, the Jags defense to try to help them out and get and get better. So I, I think that's a solid move. Now we're in the top three. Uh, top three. A little different. Um, I got I got Fred Warner. He's a six. 6'3", 230. Fred Warner with the 49ers. He's been doing it for a little bit now. He's been he's been balling out. Yeah, he's a third round pick out of BYU. Um, just he's been a he's a solid dude. He's a great coverage guy. He is a great coverage guy. And the stats might not show. Like I said, these linebackers don't get all the love when it comes to stats now. Um, 137 total tackles, 79 solo tackles, 17th. Um. He had half a sack. Like I said, he's got one forced fumble, three fumble recoveries, four pass deflections. Um, he's, the stats aren't, aren't aren't there for him, right? So you might say, why, why, you got, why you got him so high? He's just anchoring a defense, and he's, he's great. You got to watch the tape on this guy. Stats are not everything with linebackers. I'm going to keep saying it. He's, he's a beast, dude. This guy is a stud. He flies around the field. He's only 25, and this is, again, if I'm starting a franchise, who am I going to take? Usually you don't want younger guys, typically. But not, not not always. If I had one season to win, I had one season to win, I'd have Fred Warner at three. He's a solid, he's a solid linebacker, man. And I say solid, he's a great right. He's a great linebacker. Let's let's not be honest. He's three for a reason. Number two, I couldn't have this guy not on the list. Just because he's uh, he's just a stud, man. No, no way I wasn't gonna have this dude on the list. He's a beast. Uh and that's Bobby Wagner. No, he's been doing it forever, man. He's been doing it forever. He's a, a pro. Doesn't get hurt. He stays on the field for as long as he's been on here. He's just—he's a future Hall of Famer for sure. You know, no one's denying him for what he's done. Career: twenty-three and a half sacks. Does not miss games. Uh, looks like two thousand fourteen, he missed uh, five games. That's the—that's it. Alright, so doesn't miss. He's on the field, especially for a linebacker. That's that's big. Um, last season, he's 93 solo tackles, which was seventh. He had a sack, a forced fumble, and a pick. He just does it all. Um, 
you throw the tape on these guys, and, and everybody everybody knows Bobby Wagner. I had to have him on the list. I had him at two because I, I like the guy at number one just a little bit better. I would start off with this guy, um, personally. But at six foot two forty two, this this dude's a beast. He's not the fastest guy. So some of these other guys, you know, the Roquans, Aluakon, Patrick Queens, Miles Jacks, them guys, they're a little bit faster. Uh, they cover the field. They're, they're the those kind of guys. He's not exactly that. He's still fast now. Don't get don't get it twisted. He is fast. He's just he's not the same as all these other guys. So, got you got to show love to Bobby Wagner. He's a Hall of Famer. He just does what he does it. At thirty one, I would take him. He's gonna go. He's gonna go ball out with the Rams. Ram Rams team is gonna be tough. It's it's gonna be tough. I'm trying to trying to just be honest with you. that defense. Him and Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Boy, whoo! They got they got. Top dogs at their they got they got their top guys at their position arguably, um at every level, if you know, hard to deny Jalen Ramsey at number one. You ain't you can't tell me that Aaron Donald's not number one where he's at. That's not even in question. And then Bobby Wagner, you know, you argue a little bit with with him, a little spat maybe he's not the number one guy. I don't even have a number one on my list. So, but still, that's nasty what they got going. Bobby Wagner at two for me. I, I love me some Bobby Wagner. He's a beast. So number one, I got, I got Darius Leonard at number one, uh, six two two thirty fast beast strong. He's been doing it consistently for the Colts, uh, year in and year out. He's been great. Um, he was he kind of switched it up. He was more of a like a out like a outside linebacker kind of guy in a three four where he was he was getting to the quarterback. So he's got some sack numbers, you know, seven five three sacks. They've kind of moved him now. He's always had the forced fumbles, which is wild to me. Four, two, three, and eight. He's a fumble. He he causes havoc with the fumbles. Last year, first in the league in forced fumbles in eight. He had four picks, seventy-five solo tackles. He's got production and he's got numbers too to show it. So he can cover clearly with four picks. He's he's great at covering. He can force a fumble. He's he's big and strong and and, and fast and and he's a smart player. He he's been doing it for for a short amount of time now and it's few four years he's been in the league he's been tearing it up man it's hard to deny this guy it was hard to keep him off number one i think with linebackers it, there's the the top the top five you could you can't go wrong with any of these top five guys but man for my money it's darius leonard it, it's all day darius leonard i just love what this guy's doing and the colts the, the colts know that they ain't gonna let this guy go i mean he's a beast bro he's a beast i love everything he does and, I, and I've been saying that with all these guys, all these guys, these top five linebackers, man. Linebackers are, are what separates them is, is very little, but you're asked to do a lot. You got to be the smartest guy on that defense because you're communicating. You got to be able to communicate. You got to be able to. It's a battle between you and the quarterback. But it, you want to go back, watch some old Peyton Manning tapes. Some just some. He would just piss off linebackers, man. But you had to be smart. You had to be Ray Lewis. You had to be them guys. You had to be Brian Urlacher. You had to know. You had to be a Zach Thomas. Shout out to Zach Thomas because ain't nobody showing him love. That man needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Just saying. Go look him up. Zach Thomas for the Miami Dolphins. One of the best middle linebackers ain't nobody talking about. He's in that upper echelon with a Brian Urlacher. With a Ray Lewis. All right? From that era. Let Go look him up because that dude needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Don't disrespect Zach Thomas. But I'm going to tell you right now, Darius Leonard is, is, is the man. Ain't no way I'm taking him over one. But shout out to all these guys. Because they're all great. They're all doing things. Um, so we'll run it back here. So updated list. Six. I got I got 
Oh, so, yeah, it, man, it's just tough. It, it's tough. So six. So six, I would have Roquan Smith. That's my top honorable mention. Like I said, six, Roquan Smith. Um, five, Devin White. Four, Foyce Luacon. Three, Fred Warner. Two, Bobby Wagner. And one, Darius Leonard. That's my top five with my honorable mention at six. That's my that's my list of linebackers. Uh, can't go wrong with really any of them guys. Um, I think next... Next top five list. We'll be finishing this up soon, guys. We're almost done. Um, linebackers, we're going to go into corners and finish off with safeties. So corners and safeties next, and that'll be the top five um, at all the positions. And we'll kind of see what we got. So two more to go, fellas, ladies, fellas, everybody, whatever you are, whoever you are, no matter. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, News today, I, I seen this. We're gonna finish up with some, some, a couple of little things I seen, and then we'll wrap this thing up for y'all. Um, Frank Gore retiring. He's gonna sign a one-day contract with the 49ers and retire, officially retire today. And with and with Frank Gore, it's uh you know hell of a career this guy's had, man. I feel like a lot of guys disrespect this man just because he's 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 not a big flashy name. You don't you don't hear about him. He's he's not not the flashiness, but this man finished with 16,000 career yards. Third most in NFL history. Uh, only behind Emmitt Smith and Walter Payton. He looks up and all he sees is Emmitt Smith and Walter Payton. Shout out to Frank Gore, man. Fucking stud. Hall of Famer. We're going to talk about that. A lot of people go, is he a Hall of Famer? Are you really questioning if he's a Hall of Famer? Some of the, some of the motherfuckers that get in the Hall of Fame that probably sh maybe don't even need to be. And you're going to question Frank Gore. Uh, hell no, that ain't, this ain't it. Don't, don't, don't do that. I don't even know why we're having these debates about Frank Gore. Frank Gore is a surefire Hall of Famer. No question. What he has done, uh, he's just been great. He don't miss games. He's, if you look at his career, his, since 2005, since he's been in the league, 14 games, 16, 15, 14, 14, 11, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 14, 16, and 15. At the running back position, a position to where you are touching the ball more than damn the second most to the only to the quarterback and center, who touch it every damn snap. This guy does it and does it well. You look at his his average. He's, he's finished with sixteen thousand yards, and then you want to go on the receiving receiving end. You throw in almost another four thousand, three thousand nine hundred eighty-five yards with eighteen touchdowns. He's finished a total of ninety-nine touchdowns, sixteen thousand yards rushing. 81 rushing touchdowns. And and we're out here going, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he a... Excuse me? You should better put some respect on this man's name. He is a Hall of Famer. There ain't no question. It ain't, no deb it ain't even up for debate, dude. Why are we even thinking about it? All these people out here talking about... Now, they're going to be talking about... You're going to see it on TV probably. All these people going on here. Is he a Hall of Famer? Question mark. Get that damn question mark out and put that exclamation point behind it. Replace that shit with an exclamation mark. Don't disrespect nobody like that. This man is a surefire Hall of Famer. And I'm not even a 49ers fan. I just have respect for a guy that can get it done the way he's done it. He's been a pro. He's not in the in, in the news making headlines for doing stupid shit. He's out here balling out. He is a Hall of Famer for sure. And I'm glad he gets to retire 49er. 
nothing but love for Frank Gore because he's been doing it as far as I can remember. Just go watch some tape. If you're if you have thoughts and questions about Frank Gore, I advise you to go look up tape right now on this man. Get on YouTube and go look up Frank Gore highlights. Dude's a stud. And what is the biggest mark with me is this dude doesn't miss games, man. You're telling me what running back now doesn't miss games and gets the pro- the production? He's 312 attempts his second season, 260, 240, 229, 203, 282, 258. The list goes on. The only time he wasn't getting as much as his last three years when he bounced around AFC East teams, when he just wasn't playing as much because he's, you know he's, he's lost a step. God forbid he's fucking. He's not a spring chicken no more, man. So at the end of the year, he was, he's, his production was gone down a little bit. Ain't no shame in that game. But come on now. Let's not do that. Let's not do this. I, I want to I wanna just tell everybody right now, quit, quit with that the whole, is he a Hall of Famer shit. That shit is just disrespectful. That's flat out disrespectful. The dude's a stud, and can't nobody deny it. So I just wanted to say that, and then uh, sticking with running back... Uh, I want to touch touch a little bit on this. This was sent to me. I seen this. Um, shout out to Aaron. He's, he's Aaron sent my, my boy Aaron sent me this. Um, and it just kind of, kind of you know I, I didn't even want this to be real. Marion the Barbarian Barber. Um, it's come out that he's died. He's a former cow, Cowboys running back. Um, sad man. We lost him at, at, at 38 years old. 38 years young, rather. Um, just, just, just sad, man. All, all this, this going on with the, the deaths. We've had the Jeff Gladney. Now we have Marion Barber. Um, and I'm not gonna speculate on nothing at all because that's downright just disrespectful. But um, he uh, shout out to his family, man, and everyone close to him, friends, family, everybody. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to that man. Um, so you hate to see it. Uh, he played with the, the Cowboys and the Bears. It's just a, one of them. He was like a Marshawn Lynch style running back. And uh, they say there's no cause of death right now, so, so no cause of death. Or they responded to a welfare concern, and, and, and that just that breaks my heart, man. Uh, breaks my heart. So, uh, with that being said, just hate to end on this kind of note, but. I didn't want to lead off with this and then try to get fired up about some other things. I just want, I just want to leave y'all with that little note, that story. Um, again, thoughts and prayers are out to the family and friends of Marion Barber. Uh, just, just a, a beast on the on the field. You know, you, you if you're looking up highlights, add this to the list. Go look up some Marion Barber highlights. I know I am. I'm gonna get off here. I'm gonna watch some some Marion Barber highlights. Um, just to get that in my memory, but. Uh, with that being said, guys, with uh, all that being said, go out and um, call somebody up. Tell them you love them. Give them a hug. Give somebody a hug today, man. Give your family a hug. Call them. Shout out. Give them a shout out. Talk to them. Just chop it up with them. Tell them you love them. Tell them don't you know don't 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 let this be something that, that happens to you. Um, you know, talk talk to your friends and family. Make sure they're all right. Just just say hey, man. I'm here for you. I love you. I just want to let you know I love you. Ain't nothing. I didn't need. No other reason to call you. I just wanted to call and tell you I love you. And that's all you need to do. Um, because this this is this is heartbreaking. So hope y'all have a great day, man. I love y'all. Thanks for being here. Peace. <laughs>